You're listening to the Fifth Down UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Fifth Down UK podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Walton. Thank you for downloading and subscribing to the Fifth Down UK. If you're not following us on Twitter, you can do at the Fifth Down UK. You can also follow me at A R Wooten. My surname is spelt W O O T T O N. My entire life, even childhood was spent correcting people on the spelling of my surname. But that could be a whole series of podcasts in itself. This is all about the gridiron. In a week where we've had the CFL combine, we're well and truly into the NFL New Year. I guess it's kind of like in January when you say Happy New Year. At what point do you stop saying Happy New Year? We are almost two weeks into free agency And we know all about the big free agency moves. We know all about the big trades. There are podcasts well-equipped to give you all the information you need. But on this show, we're all about the guests. And we like to inform you on football through the great guests that we get on. And this particular episode is all about one guy, and that is the long snapper for the Buffalo Bills, Reed Ferguson. I saw that he was over in the UK just a few weeks ago watching Premier League football. Soccer, as he calls it, is a sport that he loves. He's a season ticket holder at Atlanta United. And, well, I'm giving too much away. So let's get on with it, shall we? Here it is. You've downloaded this show for Reed Ferguson, the long snapper of the Buffalo Bills. I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. Enjoy. Welcome to the Fifth Down, your UK pigskin podcast. Delighted now to say that we're joined by Reed Ferguson, long snapper for the Buffalo Bills. Reed, welcome to the show. The first thing I've got to ask you is, long snapper, with all due respect to your position, was that a position that you aspired to growing up? Because, you know, it, it's not quite the, the showcase position of quarterback or star linebacker or, or whatever absolutely and uh first off thanks for having me on i appreciate it but um yeah i mean uh you know when 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 the question normally gets brought up you know like you said as a kid you don't dream of being a nfl long snapper you <laughs> dream of being the quarterback you know making boatloads of money or the receiver or the first round draft pick you know running back whatever it may be but uh, you know, when an opportunity presents itself, um, like it did to me uh, when I was in eighth grade, uh, and, the, and the the snapper got hurt. I was playing uh, defensive end and tight end at the time, but not really getting a lot of playing time. And my dad basically said, "You know, hey, uh, you know, if you want to, cont- you know, if you're thinking about continuing playing, maybe you should, you know, we can we can give the give long snapper a shot." Wow. And, uh, you know, practice for a while and see see if it's something you're good at. And get you on the field, and uh, and and here I am. So that goes way back to eighth grade. Well, I grew up po- uh, uh, playing Pop Warner football as a kid. So you know, I I wanted to be. It was around the the Barry Sanders era. So you know, I wanted to be the running back. But obviously, oh, yeah. there's only so many kids who can be the running back. And I played nose tackle. I mean, I got six sacks in a game, my friend. So you know, that was uh, that, that's go. all good. The career started off well. Kind of peaked at an early age, but then we moved over here and I, I started playing rugby. So I used those uh, those tackling skills and the physical skills on the rugby field but um yeah i mean long snapper i guess 
guess when when we played as kids and you did seven on seven or whatever, um, we'd we'd all have a go at snapping the ball. So it's a it's a pretty funky position to be in. Yeah, it is. And, and I mean, when you're when you're doing it, you know, if you're out on the field practicing and don't, and somebody doesn't know, you know, what you're what you're doing or what your position is they might think that you're nuts (laughs) but it's i mean you but on the flip side uh it only you know you can always have somebody to play catch with and you 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 know you can just snap it to them upside down back and forth absolutely man yeah good stuff yeah i mean so could you fundamentally if um you know god forbid anything happened to your your center if if you had to be called in as a uh, somebody to snap the ball to the quarterback is that a transferable skill or is your skill predominantly at, at long snapping and on special teams uh predominantly long snapping and special teams um simply because of the size yeah uh issue you know those the guys nowadays are are uh you know 300 plus you know the centers <laughs> are usually your center is usually the smallest one on the line but those guys are still 285 290 uh, you know, and I'm, they've got about 60, 65 pounds on me. So, oh, man. um, yeah, but I mean, I, I played center in high school where it was easier to, you know, to get around the weight issue and, and not being as big, but, uh, yeah, no, at this level, I'm, I'm strictly, uh, strictly snapping. Speaking of special teams and kickers, we hear quite a bit that kickers are pretty crazy guys. Is this true? Uh, crazy, crazy is one word. I would say <laughs> the word that I, I always use to describe kickers is quirky. Quirky. All right. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good crazy. Something's telling me you're sitting on the fence there, Reed. It depends. It depends on what kicker you run into. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had, I've, I've been fortunate. I, I've, I've, um, had the opportunity to work with a lot of, a lot of good level-headed kickers that, that aren't uh on the on the other side of crazy um <laughs> but uh no you know the, my guy now steven hauschka um phenomenal kicker he was in seattle for for a while won a super bowl there um and he he's had a successful career so it's it's he's a, he's a good leader for our special teams and a good guy to have have around yeah look, many armchair fans can i guess easily criticize snaps and you know these are people who've never played the game and it's always like laces out laces out etc is there an right. art to snapping a ball and does it ever bother you or i guess you, you, do you ever listen to any of these talk shows or do you just tune out from from all that you know where if, if fans are being like uber critical of certain situations yeah i mean it's um you know fans are fans are always going to have a voice um you know, or an opinion, I guess I should say. Yeah. And, and that's fine. I mean, you know, it's when you, you've got to know that the situation as a, as a player that you're putting yourself into and you, you've got to, uh, you've got to know going in that, that anybody you run into, um, it, it has an opinion on, on your team, whether they're a fan or not. You know, I ran into some, some guys that, uh, in crazy enough in London, um, that happened to be uh, from America, flying back to Atlanta, and I had uh, Bill sweatshirt on. And they asked me if I was a fan. Uh, I said, "Yeah, I'm a huge, you know, yeah, I'm a huge fan." And they were like, "Well, I'm, so- I'm sorry to hear that." <laughs> and but it's and and you know, you just you never know who you're talking to, really. So, uh, but it, it's good, you know. I don't I always like to share that I'm that I'm a player just because I do like to hear the the candid opinions sometimes, but. Um, yeah, I mean that's it's 
something something that's that that's around and it's not going away so th- there, there was there was no ego there in your head when when they were being critical there and saying oh i feel sorry for you Wait, you, you didn't want to just turn around and go well actually i, I play for the bills no nah, well i didn't want them to, to i didn't want to make them feel too, too bad and, <laughs> oh, eat their words at, at, at 8 a.m but uh the thought definitely crossed my mind <laughs> look yeah more more power to your uh, snapping elbow there reed um now we had phoebe Schechter on the show a couple of weeks ago obviously doing yeah. uh, great britain proud over there with the bills last season you know what was it like having her around oh phoebe's great she um and you know i didn't m- most of my uh you know contact with her was was off the field because she worked uh i believe with the tight ends yeah uh all season long and uh you know she 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 was nothing short of great uh, as far as i'm concerned you know i, I heard a lot of good remarks on her throughout the season and then at the end of the season so uh you know she 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 did a lot of a lot of good work with uh the scout teams and and just kind of making sure all the odds and ends were in place and, and that's something that's extremely important <clears throat> uh you know on, on a day in day out basis in the nfl to make sure that that the uh that everything goes to plan at, at practice every day but uh, yeah, I mean she's great. Can connect really well with the players. Um, I think she's she's learning a lot. But uh, yeah, I mean yeah, Phoebe's Phoebe's great. Yeah, it's great. I mean her story's fantastic because she only got into football about five years ago. Uh, ironically, she'd moved over here from the the states and really to to get to know people she signed up to uh, start playing American football and then you know if you ask somebody about their five-year plan I, I doubt that she had within her five-year plan to be coaching the Buffalo Bills but I guess it just shows and you know and it, it's credit to to her as an individual that within that time period she's gone from having never played the sport before to coaching the Buffalo Bills it's fantastic absolutely dreams really do come true my guest right now is uh, reed ferguson he's a long snapper for the buffalo bills we've been talking gridiron but reed is also a fan of soccer in fact he was over here and he took in one or two games maybe even a few more we're gonna discuss that in just a minute so stick around because reed ferguson from the buffalo bills talking about his premier league experience in london and beyond welcome to the fifth down your uk pigskin podcast I'm Anthony Watson. My guest right now is the long snapper for the Buffalo Bills, Reed Ferguson. We've been talking about the gridiron. We've been chatting about the Bills and uh, Phoebe Schechter and her time over there. But the reason why I got in touch with Reed was because I saw that he was over here. He was in London and um, he was taking in some football games because, Reed, I believe that you're quite a soccer fan. In fact, before we talk about the Premier League, you're a big MLS fan, and you're talking to me right now from Atlanta. You're a season ticket holder for Atlanta United champions. That is correct. Yeah, big. Uh, you know, second second season in to be able to um, call ourselves title winners. I think that's uh, something that we can we can build on uh, for the future and keep winning. Keep keep uh, building on that success yeah it's quite a crowd that you guys get there as well as an average attendance of around about fifty-four thousand. you went to some premier league games whilst you were over here and some of the teams in the premier league struggle even man city struggled to get 50 plus thousand at the etihad and you look how great a team that they are but the fact that atlanta united are attracting so many fans and you're become known for 
their fan base i'm saying you atlanta united become so well known for their fan base is a real testament to soccer fans out there in georgia yeah absolutely i think um you know there was they that now they play the fact that they play in um you know they, they share a stadium with the atlanta falcons so um it's not they're not the only ones that use the stadium but uh you know being you know they, they there was a few few matches last year where they got more fans than falcons so um i mean it really is amazing uh the 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 crossover uh fan base that that is here in atlanta for for atlanta united there's i i think uh after the first season uh when the season ticket holder uh statistics came out there's actually only a five percent crossover uh between season ticket holders for the falcons and atlanta united so you've got these completely different you know fan bases yeah. that are going to these to these uh different teams matches uh or games throughout the season so or throughout the year so i mean it, it really 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 is amazing um uh one thing i would say is uh you, you know last year i think there was i can't remember which atlanta united game it was but i think we we beat out uh like dortmund and manchester united for for attendance in a weekend so no way. You, you're thinking you, you know you think about the mls and and how much it's grown in the past couple of years and, and the direction it's headed with some of the players that are being brought in and then some of the players that are being you know shipped out or linked with with big european clubs um I think it's 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 extremely promising for where we're headed. David Beckham, he had his statue unveiled there at LA Galaxy. And you just look at how the uh, MLS has grown since he went there in back in when, 2007, 2008, when he went over there, maybe even 2006, yeah. but how, how it's grown. So when, when you're in Buffalo with the Bills, obviously you've got your season ticket at Atlanta. Do you get to any of the home games or does it become a bit more tricky? Do you head up to Toronto and watch some Toronto FC games? Um, no, I, ha- I have never, uh, <clears throat> haven't been up to Toronto yet. I, I do want to go. Uh, it's only it's only about an hour and a half from, from Buffalo if I uh, remember correctly. So, I, I mean, I'd love to catch a game, but I, I've, been, I've been trying to wait and see if... Uh, Atlanta United plays up there, but mm. but uh, they they unfortunately don't uh, they don't play up in Toronto when when I'm up in Buffalo. Okay, yeah, it's not far up the Queen Elizabeth Highway. I did that drive just a few months ago, uh, Reed. I was uh, up in Toronto. I was actually in Burlington, and then I headed down to uh, to Pittsburgh and then to Canton. But I was hoping that the Bills were going to be at home. But you guys were on the road. It's back in week four when you're on the road in uh, I can't remember where you were now. But uh, Green Bay or Minnesota, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was probably yeah. I think it was Green Bay actually. Yeah. So uh, I I drove through Buffalo. I've done that drive along the Queen Elizabeth Highway and then then cut along. So my experience of Buffalo is short and sweet as it as it was is uh, really just crossing the border, driving on through and then heading out uh, down towards Pennsylvania and then. Ohio but um you've got a new coach there Atlanta United Frank DeBoer I do like the hire I think um as far as the academy goes we've got some young guys that I think that you know he, he's had the history of 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 trusting youth throughout the season and and we're gonna have to you know rotate the squad a lot something we didn't have to worry about uh last season because we weren't in the uh CONCACAF Champions League but uh, with those midweek games uh, over the next uh, month or so, if we keep winning, you know the, the the start to the MLS season, we're gonna have to 
have to rotate a lot of guys in. So uh, I trust him. You know, I'm 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 looking forward to uh, for to the rest of the season to see kind of how the, the players adapt. But uh, so so far. I like what I see uh, in the in the Concacaf Champions League. And do you MLS fans get the excellent prices for hot dogs at that stadium as the NFL fans? I see that hot dogs are actually going to go down in price from two dollars to one one dollar fifty for a hot dog. Yeah, it's, it's amazing uh, what they're doing over there. I I, I really can't believe it. But um, I mean, I, I, when they sent out that article yesterday that they. Uh, about the price changes that they actually said in the article that they set a credit card transaction um, record <laughs> at, at the Super Bowl this year. Uh, Seventy, like almost seventy-seven thousand credit card transactions no for one for one. You know, the span of one game. That's incredible. So when you think about that, you know, it's it's about one per person, I guess, for for people that went, but. I mean, that's, that is truly, truly amazing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, look, we've talked about MLS. You were over here just a couple of weeks ago. If you were at Stamford Bridge for the Chelsea Spurs game, you took in quite a few games in your travels over here. Did you come over just to watch some football? Yeah, that was the main uh, That was the main attraction for, for my dad and I to come over. Um, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been a, a big soccer i call it soccer for the for the sake of the uh you know for the sake of it but uh you know i've been been a big soccer fan for for the better part of you know eight or nine years now and uh you know it's it's something that i've always wanted to do was was go overseas and and watch watch some european matches and uh chelsea's my team okay i became you know I, i became a big fan of them when drogba was in his first stint at uh at chelsea so to be able to go go over there and, uh, and 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 catch a few games was was uh, was a dream come true. Yeah, so you took in Chelsea Spurs at the Bridge, so nice nice London derby there for you. Uh, you went up yeah. to Newcastle as well. You went all the way up there to watch uh, Newcastle against Burnley. So you went from you know top of the table clash between Spurs and Chelsea to a relegation scrap up at St James's, and then also you saw your uh, mighty Chelsea. You saw it all unravel. At the uh, Carabao Cup, with uh, Kepa's, uh, well, will he or won't he come off the field? Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. That the the, uh, the Newcastle Burnley game. I mean, that was j- j- being up in Newcastle. My dad came up uh, early in the day on Tuesday uh, before the game Tuesday night. But uh, just being able to to kind of take in the sights and and the the atmosphere of Newcastle itself was phenomenal i mean we had a we had a blast up there and, and to be my so my dad has a work buddy who uh lives in london and was able to was able to get some some tickets for us uh at the game but uh to, to kind of have him to show us around a little bit before the game and after the game and kind of in the stadium was uh just kind of made the experience that much better that's pretty awesome yeah no Kipa, when uh, obviously he he didn't want to uh, come off the field in the Carabao Cup final, if that was on a gridiron and a player was reacting like that to his head coach, what would happen? <clears throat> yeah, well, I guess if he was if he was a fringe player, he'd probably be be packing his bag. Okay. Game, but, um, I guess it it, it kind of depends on on who, on who the player is, really, but. Um, yeah, I, I, off the top of my head, I really can't even think about um, 
a time that that's that that's happened really i mean you know substitution packages happen you know constantly throughout the game when, yeah sure on the offense offense and defensive side of the ball so um yeah i mean, I, I i would i would be shocked to see that in a in an actual football game Reed, before you go, you're into the offseason. Congratulations, you signed your uh, contract back in January, so you're, you're tied down to the Bills for a few more years now. Well, just talk us through your offseason plans. Uh, obviously, you've had a, a nice break. You've come over to England. You've taken in some soccer, as you call it. You've got your season ticket with Atlanta United. So are you based in Atlanta now until, what, do you go up for OTAs? Or what, what's, what's the offseason? How does it look for you now? Yeah, so uh, you know March starting here, uh, kind of the last um, big chunk of off-season time off, uh, really. But uh, you know, workouts starting to ramp up um, here in the next couple weeks. You know, I guess more than more than they they already were. But uh, then we'll, we'll we have to report back mid-April, second like the fifteenth of April, I think is what it is. Um, first couple weeks uh, workouts, and then kind of get into get into uh ota practices and stuff on the back half of uh of may and and the beginning of june so uh and then you know we'll get a few weeks off for summer uh into june and into july and then report for training camp uh in the season at the end of july great okay well it's coming up to draft time you were on draft date in 2016 what's that like for a player, did, were you we expected to uh, to be drafted, or did you know that you were probably going to go undrafted? Uh, you know, what's that waiting period like? Uh, it, it, I mean, it was. Uh, I, I wasn't really sure whether I was going to get drafted or not. You know, obviously, going into it, everybody hopes that they do. Yeah, sure. But um, you know, at, given my position, it's not a uh, very drafted position. There, mm. There's usually maybe one a year. Um, you know, give or take you know the year uh but um yeah no i i was i was uh you know realistically expecting to to probably go undrafted uh, and then uh you know the, the bills called me after the draft and um was 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 happy about the opportunity that's fantastic well thank you very much uh, reed ferguson and good luck for the the season ahead and go bills Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Go Bills. Welcome to the Fifth Down, your UK pigskin podcast. Oh, thank you so much to Reed Ferguson. Really great chat. And he certainly loved his time over here. And he loves his football, as we call it, or the soccer, as he refers to it. It's just really interesting, isn't it? There's a, a, an NFL star. He's just signed a contract just a few months ago with the Buffalo Bills. And he's a season ticket holder at Atlanta United. Loves his football out there and just great just gives you a different perspective on things stick around because the fifth down uk podcast as i said earlier is about the great guests that we get on and next week we're going to hear from one of the top wide receivers heading into the nfl draft he went to a mining school and he's all about he's a metallurgical engineer you want to know what that is you can check it out on google or you can uh, wait a week and find out because he is going to be my guest on this show. He led college in uh, receiving touchdowns in 2016 and last season as well. And he's heading in to the NFL draft, which is just a month away. So we're going to pull back the curtain on what it's like being a star talent 
waiting for your future to be decided in the nfl draft that is to come next time on the fifth down uk podcast like us on facebook leave a comment subscribe tell your friends about us as well and well we'll see you next time when we will be focusing on the nfl draft on the fifth down uk podcast until then ta-da